You're listening to the Send It All podcast with your hosts, Hogan Meyer and Lucian Nodder. Hey guys, welcome to another uh, episode of the Send It All podcast. Uh, I just wanted to start off quickly and say uh, my apologies for yesterday. I had technical difficulties and the podcast did not record for half of it. So, uh, Hogan's been nice enough to come back on and, and re-record everything. So hopefully it'll be just as good. And uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy it tonight, maybe after the game. Uh, but without further ado, welcome to Send It All again. Uh, I'm your co-host, Lucian Otter, with uh, the other co-host, Mr. Hogan Meyer. Hogan, how you doing, man? Good, thanks. How are you, Lucian? I'm doing well. Got home from work, ready to uh, end the day, ready for some football. Indeed. Same here. All right. So uh, this week... Uh, where'd you end up watching the games this week? Uh, so a bunch of us went to Cabo Cantina down on the peninsula. Always a great spot to watch the games. Uh, there were several other players from Send It or owners from Send It there. We had uh, Paul, Jason, uh, Wes, Thomas, and Miner. If I'm hope I'm not missing anyone there. My apologies if I am. And uh, Miner kind of said that as soon as I showed up, uh, I started being bad luck for him and for the Rams in a little way, but the Rams still. Eked out a victory there, unfortunately. Well, you know, I don't believe in luck, so I think that's all Miner's bad team. It is. Right there. Pretty much. Uh, but that sounds like a fun time. I wish I was out there and I can go with you guys. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of just watching them on my own uh, mm-hmm. in my room. Um, I missed some of the games on Sunday because I had a friend's birthday I had to go to. We uh-huh. had some drinks. Um, I remember getting a text from my brother-in-law saying, like, how did the Cardinals come back? And I was like, what, what are you talking about? The last time I checked, it was like 17 to three. Uh, and I just completely zoned out on that game. I didn't want to see it, but <laughs> ended up having a great game and I missed it. Yeah. Uh, luckily you can go back and rewatch all the games. So yeah. Fun. And a tie's not as good as a win, but I'm sure you guys feel it was a great moral victory because of the comeback and because Kyler Murray stepped in and started performing well and his first start. Uh, so that must have been great all around for the Cardinals. Oh yeah, and then, you know what? It showed up all those uh, all those fair weather fans who just like to complain all the time. So now they're yeah. actually rooting for them. So that's kind of nice. That's good. Uh, so last week we made a couple of bold predictions for the season. It looks like some of them are already starting to come true. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to read off some of your predictions. Uh, mm-hmm. Was that West will not make the playoffs? How's looking that looking like a, right now? It's it's looking like a lock at this point. Um, I would offer him. You know, he can buy out if he wants, but uh, he's hanging on to his dreams uh, stupidly, as many sports bettors do. Uh, but, yeah, it, c- it couldn't be looking better right now. His team is not performing well. He got the loss. Um, it wasn't even like he had a high-scoring team lose. He he just he did exactly what I thought he was going to do. Well, he's made some uh, moves since then, so we'll see if it's improved his team or not. He has. Uh, we We think it has, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, your other one was that Mahomes will not be in the top five this year. And I got to say, after the first week, he looked pretty good. Yeah. And he's uh, number five right now, points wise of quarterbacks, but he looked amazing, as good as anyone else. Um, and even if he were to finish like sixth or seventh on the point list, I wouldn't be all like, oh, yeah, I was totally right about that. So, no, that one's not looking good. He played well. His team played well. Even with Tyreek Hill's injury, um, that prediction of mine is not looking good at this point, but there's still plenty of time. Yeah, a lot of games left to be played, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of my predictions. My, my number one was that Wes, his best trade is going to be made with U.S. bank employees. Uh, <laughs> I believe he's made three trades so far. Has any of them been with bank employees that you can see? Uh, let me see here. His trade. Uh, they were, were with, with 
Miner, Miner, Jason, Jason and Eric. And Eric. Uh, Miner's definitely a U.S. Bank employee, but he doesn't work for West. They're both branch managers at different branches. Um, and Jason, I can't remember if he works for U.S. Bank or not. Uh, well, either way, um, West invited all these people to the league, so he must yeah. be bringing them in because you know he can take them for some trades. What we really got to look deep into is if uh, one of his actual subordinates at his own branch, Bama Joe, makes a trade with him. Um, yes. But Bama Joe's doing great right now, so I don't think he's going to be foolish enough to trade with Wes. So I'm we'll hoping. See. I don't know. Wes has yeah. a way of getting under people's skin. Maybe he got he does, the third yeah. arm or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, another prediction of mine was that Joe's going to make the playoffs in his first year. And so far, it's looking right great. Track, i got to say. Got a yeah. great team. Great first week. Mm-hmm. Um, my last one, Eric misses the offs. i got to say that's looking good, too. Looking even might, better than yeah. my prediction about Wes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Wes and Eric uh, yeah. making trades with each other, mm-hmm. you know, the bottom trading with each other. Yeah. How it's going to help them out. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a doggy, it's of, a doggy uh, dog world down at the bottom of the uh, center standings. Hey, hey, I'm down there too. So uh, <laughs> trying to claw my way out. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of predictions, um, let's move on to our week one recap. We made a few right. predictions uh, with Wes as a special guest. Mm-hmm. Now, I just want to start it off and say that we had the second time in Send It All history a predictor predict all seven correct games. Aww, it's only been done one yeah. more time. It's only been done one time by yours truly. And now mm-hmm. the co host, Mr. Hogan Meyer, has done it again. Hogan, how does it feel to be seven for seven in week one? Feels great. Um, finally off to the right track after a rough last season in many ways, including my predictions last season. Clearly, I've turned everything around uh, completely, and it's great that immediately both co-hosts have a, a seven, you know, uh, under their belts. So it really cements the status of just everything that we got going on in Send It. It takes a special type of person to be a co-host of the Send It All podcast, and uh, you know what? We're just better than you guys. What can I Indeed. say? Indeed. Yeah. Okay, starting off with our first game of the week. This is the meh matchup of the week. It was Paul versus Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyreek and Night Live versus Listen to Y'all. It's Balazitage. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh... Two of the more unique, I want to use the word, uh, names in the league. Kind of strange. I'm not sure I get uh, Thomas's name at all, but, you know. I don't get throw. either of them at all. Yeah, but uh, yeah. whatever. Hey. <laughs> Uh, either way, Paul walks away with this with the win, 140.5, 81.95. You were the only one who predicted this. How did this mm-hmm. game go, do you think? Uh, well, I'd say most of it went as I thought it was going to go. The, my, my biggest surprise was Baker Mayfield underperforming so much. We thought Cleveland as a city had turned things around, but now they've gone right back to everything we thought they were. Many others in our league have pointed that out in the group meet chat. Uh, so if you really want a good summary of what Cleveland's all about, YouTube, the Cleveland Tourism video. There's two of them put out by the Cleveland Tourism Commission, and that just explains it all right there. So, Yeah, Paul, uh, we'll get to you a little bit later in the show, but he's going uh, He's going to have some rocky road ahead. Yeah. All right, moving on to our next game, Fuck You, Wes, Eric versus Bama Joe, Joe. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe took this one handily, 152.42 to 78.85. Almost yeah. doubling Eric's points. We, you know what? We all predicted this, all three of us. So yeah, I think we saw this one coming. Yeah, we did. Nobody saw this big of a blowout. Uh, we didn't think that Eric had done that poorly. We cer- certainly didn't think Aaron Rodgers was going to put up less than twenty points. Uh, but all things considered, it's what we thought it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he made a, again. Eric also made some moves, so I'm sure he's 
looking at his loss last week and thinking, how can I improve? And, you know, hopefully yeah. he uh, made the right moves. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, next game, carry on my wayward season versus Catalina Wine Mixon, uh, Robbie versus Chad. Robbie put up 155.9 points to Chad 69 points. And I just got to say, you think Chad got 69 points on purpose? You think he's <laughs> trying to be a funny guy? He is the Chadillac Sexclade. And I do want to ask if Eric followed his instructions during the draft because his draft did not go well. Uh, Robbie's draft went about as we all would expect. Uh, but really the, 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 the headline here is Robbie's got two quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson and Matt Ryan. And he chose to start Lamar Jackson, the wild card, over the consistent Matt Ryan. He still did pretty well. I think he put up like 27 or 28 points or something. And Robbie is a genius uh, with this move here. Jackson puts up the highest points of any player in the league for week one. And, you know, to the victor go the spoils, to the genius who's done his research. And uh, so well done, Brittany. I mean, Robbie. I was going to say, I think we've got two controversies on our hand. Not only did Eric select Chad's team. By the way, Chad, the list you gave Eric, Eric wanted to make sure that everyone knew he was picking the players on your list. So he was showing everyone your list uh, so that they knew he wasn't trying to sabotage you. Yeah, we want to uh, know if that was actually your list. or Yeah. And then, uh, of course, Robbie's fiance, kind of close. Did they get married? Are they married? I can't remember. Ne next month. Next month. I knew it was coming up. So, uh, yeah, there might be a co-manager situation going on over here. Yeah. And uh, I think she might be better. She might be the yeah. uh, the brains of this outfit. Yeah. And the controversy isn't that this is anything illegal or unethical. It's totally allowed to do. Um, yeah, just, yeah. Uh, Robbie, come on, bro. You're a sports he, guy. You can do it. You he can might do it not be as, as great as we thought he was. Yeah. All right, next matchup, we have uh, Pop Locket Drop It versus Los Demons. Uh, Jason with the highest score of the week, I believe, 166.35 yep. to the respectable 127.4. Uh, we all had Jason winning this one. Uh, mm -hmm. What did you think about this matchup? Uh, another one pretty much what we expected, except for we didn't expect Corbin to put up this many points. He had the highest scoring point total for any losing team. Uh, he outscored one or two winners. Um, despite some issues on his team and his poor draft. Uh, so that was the only surprise there. But well done, Jason. Enjoy first place and savor the flavor because I'm coming for you this week. Yeah, and, uh, you know, those points, they're going to help you down the road. Um, having that many points scored, even if it's a loss, it's still going to help you out. Uh, next matchup, we've got myself versus Holding Your Money, Nestor. He beat me 106.3 to 82.3. A little bit narrower of a margin, but still a handy, handily defeat uh, mm -hmm. of myself. And you were the only one to predict this right. You believed in Nestor, and, and it paid off. Uh, I believed in Nestor, and, yeah, I knew that, that Jameis Winston is called Jameis for a reason. You put up an 11 <laughs> like that, you don't get to be called Jameis or whatever it's supposed to be. And, yeah, yeah I just think, uh, you know, I, I, think I thought both teams underperformed uh, point total-wise. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm not too surprised at the result here. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to better days uh, ahead. But yeah. until then, I congratulate Nestor. Uh, first win, send it. It's got to probably got to feel good. Uh, yeah. Next matchup: Paul will never own the trophy. West versus Sunny Bunches of Goats. Petey, mm -hmm. uh, Petey took this one 147 and 95.9. Yeah. Um, were you expecting this? Well, yes, you were because you're the only one who picked Petey this week. What made you yeah. so confident in him? Um, again, he just got a better team. Drew Brees is so consistent all the time for so long. And West started Jimmy Garoppolo, who threw five picks in a 
practice. I mean, uh, and then it shows up on his point till. You got 14.1. Uh, this match was pretty close most of Sunday point-wise, although – uh, PD always had more players behind, and um, so I'm sure towards the end of Sunday, Wes was in his backyard sticking needles and dolls and cutting the heads off of chickens, praying for injuries and things like that. Um, it technically was close going into Sunday and Monday night games. We all knew PD was going to run away with this one after the first round of Sunday games was over. Yeah, uh, as much as I hate to say it, congratulations to PD. Uh, I hope you don't win any more games, though. Yeah. <laughs> and that brings us to our next game, which is the matchup of the week. The Kwanviks versus Wes's stepfather, Mr. Hogan, 163.75 to 103.4, one of the highest scoring uh, teams in the league this week. How yep. do you feel about your, uh, your, your great victory? I feel great. I feel like I've really turned everything around after my abysmal season last year. And I'm proud of my players, happy for the effort they put in, and looking forward to what's coming up in the future. Well, I'm glad you have a lot of confidence in yourself because you were the only one to pick you to win. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I learned my lesson uh, going yeah. forward, I think. I think I'm going to yeah. stop counting you out. Yeah. Uh, and so the grand totals this week, as you know, Hogan got seven right, seven of seven. Uh, and then Lush, or, uh, myself and Wes, we both got three out of the seven right. Uh, the same so three. The same three, yes. Uh, so any guests coming on the show, three is the number to beat uh, yeah. if you want to compete with the, uh, with the hosts. Which I didn't beat three when I guessed last year. I think I got one, maybe even zero. So no shame in having a shit week, but just uh, try to do better. You know, maybe do a little more research than I did, a little more research than Lucian and West did, and uh, you know, there will try be to no shame. A little more memorable. It, there's no shame in not getting that many right, but we will still shame you, yeah. just to let you know. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right, uh, going on to our next segment. I call this trade wars because there has been some crazy trades going on even before the season started. Definitely uh, the juiciest lead up to week one and continuing into week two that we've ever had and send it uh, with the amount of trades and the how high profile all these players have been. It's been crazy to say the least. I think people are just antsy. They wanted football to start. They couldn't take it. They didn't want to just look at a static lineup. They wanted to yeah. switch things up. Yeah. And uh, for some, it worked out, and for others, not so much. Mm-hmm. But let's get into the first one. Uh, we have Miner. Miner made three trades uh, this week. Uh, his mm-hmm. first one, the first trade of uh, player trade of the year, was with myself. Mm-hmm. He traded away Juju Smith-Schuster, Albert Wilson, for my carry-on Johnson, Josh Gordon, and a little bit of Wab. Uh, well, what are your thoughts on that uh, trade, Hogan? Who do you think uh, won that one? I think you definitely won that trade. Um, the big headline here is that mine is giving away Juju for the inconsistent Josh Gordon. Um, you know, he's missed a lot of games for a lot of different reasons. And then you got Carry on Johnson, who is consistent, but not that great. Plus 25 lab, which I almost wouldn't even look at or consider in a trade. Uh, so yeah, I thought mine made a bad move there. Not terrible. And it so far hasn't worked out too bad for him. Josh Gordon had a good first game. Uh, but I think, and you know, if the Steelers didn't have this kryptonite symptom going into playing in Foxborough, Juju would have put up a much better point total and had a better game. So moving right now, the trade looks like it might be better for mine than it is, but moving forward, Juju's going to start doing well. And I think that was a mistake on mine's part. Good trade for you, Lucian. Thanks. Yeah, it was definitely a rest of season move. Uh, you just want to target those blue chip players, as we'll see later on on the show. Uh, but speaking of minor, we'll get into his next trade. And this, I think this is hours, I mean, mere hours after he traded with me. He traded yeah. with Paul. 
Uh, I mean, it might have been minutes, hours at most. Uh, there's, we don't have evidence, but Miner might have been under the influence of something mind-altering. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because he sent Austin Eckler, Debo Samuel, and 140 WABs. Now, I know, Hogan, WAB doesn't mean much to you, but 140, that's more at, than at that point, of your budget. At that point, it starts to get a little bit significant. Um, I don't really like the WAB and Eckler and Debo. I mean, at the time, Eckler's role, it wasn't clear – how significant it was going to be or how bad uh, Melvin Gordon's holdout was going to be. But now it's looking like Eckler is an integral part of that offense and doing very well. Uh, it looks like Melvin Gordon is going to be out for a long time, if not traded. Uh, it looks like he might hold out with the Chargers until November unless they trade him. So uh, Eckler is good. Stefan Diggs is actually not that good. I mean, he's a great athlete, but he doesn't really have anyone good throwing to him as a problem. He might yeah. put up some good numbers. Uh, he's normally going to put up around 10 or 12 for you on a good day, whereas Eckler now looks like, yes, he's sharing touches with Justin Jackson, but um, another trade where I don't think Miner did his homework. Yeah, and Miner, he's got to feel pretty bad about that trade after seeing how many running plays the Vikings ran on, uh, yeah. on Sunday because they ran it more than any other team in the league, and that doesn't usually bode well for its receivers. Yeah, and with how well they did, they have no reason to change that game plan or philosophy moving forward. So. Exactly. Well, <clears throat> for all Miner's mistakes, I would say his third and final trade uh, was probably his best one because he had to give up only Chubb and Cooks, and in return he got Saquon Barkley. Now yeah. he also got Corey Davis, but I'm going to count that out. Corey Davis, yeah, that's, who he cares? can pretty much drop. Yeah. Uh, but it's all about Saquon Barkley. What was West thinking, giving up the best running back in the game? I mean, he traded the first pick for to get Saquon Barkley. I know, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, remember the real first trade of the league was a trade that you and Wes made. Uh, you both swapped your first and second round picks so that Wes could get Saquon Barkley. Normally, Wes is on the other side of these, where he trades two okay players for one good player, or two good players for one great player. And he's the exact opposite of it here. Uh, I don't know why, in, on my list too, Nick Chubb was a first round draft pick. On uh, every ADP ranking I looked at, everyone's picking him in the first round. I still don't know why. And looking at his performance last week, we see he, he really isn't that great, at least not yet. Saquon Barkley, um, I like to talk a lot of crap on him, especially on his choice of college. But, um, you know, he's a great player. And uh, I, I really think West should have held on to him. Chubb, Cooks. Cooks might start to go off. Chubb maybe, but still not great. I mean, Saquon had a terrible game. I think he only had 15 touches, but he still put up about 15 points. So even mm-hmm. on his bad days, he's really good. Yeah. Uh, our next trade uh, was with you, Hogan. You traded with Petey, and you gave up uh, some hot garbage for a guy who is not on the team. Uh, yeah, this Drake was, and Barber um, for Josh Gordon. I mean, uh, yeah. Melvin Gordon. Yeah, this was uh, me looking, uh, playing the long ball, feeling very comfortable with my current running back situation. Also thinking that I would have Melvin Gordon by the time uh, Le'Veon Bell and Philip Lindsay's bye weeks show up. It's looking like that won't be the case now, unfortunately, but I still feel happy with the trade. I traded away two okay players who are capable of good games, who put up very meh games last week, to say the least, in order to get someone who has a potential to be dynamic when he's playing. Now, uh, earlier today in the group meeting, you said you were looking for a running back. Um, yes, I am now. Are you, do you, does that make you regret your trade at all? 
No, I don't regret it. Um, it's just especially now with the WAP stuff we're going to get into later, I picked up wide receivers, and I'm very deep on wide receivers and have basically no depth on running back. That's the only thing. I still like the trade. It involves uh, me, you know, holding on to some risk that PD was able to move off of his balance sheet, uh, and I'm okay with that right now. The only thing is I do need to, because I have so many wide receivers on my bench, I need to switch that up with some running backs uh, to balance it out for me. You know, just put out some of those two-for-ones. Maybe we'll get someone to bite. Yeah. Well, I've been uh, trying, but nothing yet, so I'll keep trying. <laughs> you know, you just need one more week for Marquise Brown or John Ross to go off, and then you're golden. Yeah, indeed. Uh, next trade, we have Wes and Jason. Uh, it was Latavius Murray for Matt Breda. Mm-hmm. Uh, just my thoughts, my initial thoughts, Breda I thought was a good pickup for Wes. Uh, with Coleman out, Breda is in line to receive a larger workload, and he might not be a rest of the season great back, but he'll mm-hmm. get uh, West the points he needs for a few weeks. And I'm sure by the time West is done with him, he'll just trade him for another great player. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but basically, Latavius and Breda have him in the same ballpark, so it seemed like a pretty fair trade to me. Yeah, I agree. I say it's 50 50. Um, could go either way as to one player turning out to be a lot better than the other, but most likely they're both going to stay right about where they are, and it's a uh, uh, 50-50 fair trade. Yeah, and uh, our last trade, uh, there might have been more, but these were the most uh, uh, interesting, I guess, uh, was was Wes again, and mm-hmm. I think he totally redeemed himself for his trading away Sitko and Barkley with his trade. Cause I don't he know gave if he up. redeemed himself, but he did <laughs> get close to it. He he got a little better with this. He got a, he He ended up getting the good player instead of giving away the good player. Yeah. Uh, and he gave away A.J. Green, who is injured, Sutton, who's on a bad offense, and Hilton, who has a backup quarterback thrown to him for mm-hmm. uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and Marvin Jones yeah. Jr., I think his name is. Yeah, it probably is, but whatever. So who do you think won this trade? Definitely Wes. Um, I'm not sure what Eric was thinking. Maybe push the panic button after OBJ's bad first week. Remember, OBJ is not – the most consistent player, but he is awesome. I do think, even though I, let, I just took a big dump on Cleveland in, in many ways uh, with what I said earlier, I think they have the potential to turn it around. Um, and I think Eric should have held on to OBJ, at least not given him up for this. As you mentioned, uh, Hilton's got a backup throwing to him. And A.J. Green, having been someone who's owned him many times in the past, I can tell you he's very injury prone. Those don't get better with age. They get worse. And I just, I just don't think this is a good trade. I think uh, you're giving up way too much for way too little. Well, in Eric's defense, speaking of injury prone, uh, Odell Beckham has missed 16 games in the last 30. So it's huh. not like he's a lock to play the rest True. of the season either. True. All right, guys, that was the trade segment. We're going to get into our Wabapalooza, the waiver wire segment. We had a mm-hmm. few uh, crazy waiver wires, a lot of the lab going down. Uh, the most by your co-host here, my co-host here. Uh, let's get into that one first. Marquise Brown, Hogan, you picked him up for 103 WAB. Yes, uh, I did. Wh- what was your thought process? What, what, what were you thinking about this? So another thing I'm I, I doing, my, my philosophy is being different this year. I'm drafting better and not getting married to my draft. I got to always be looking at who's doing well, who's doing worse, who's moving up, who's moving down. And I've noticed over the past couple seasons, it doesn't always work this way. Week one is sometimes the best time to see who's actually, you know, going to have a good year and who's what's changing and what's happening. And we've got the rookie Marquise Brown with Lamar Jackson now in his first time in the starting role. And maybe it was a one-week wonder. They were playing a crap team, but 
it looks like they could be the real deal. And so I said, I'm going to jump all over that. You know what? Yes, it's a lot of WAB, but it's just WAB. It might be the only currency we have in this league, but it doesn't buy you anything else. Uh, you might as well use it. You might as well go for it. And it looks like I paid the bottom dollar price for him too, which is pretty crazy to think about. That is amazing because uh, Paul bid 102 WAB on him. How yeah. the hell did you know that he was going to bid that? Hey, man, so Nash Equilibrium, Game Theory, I'm all about the numbers. I, it's not my first rodeo, although it does look like I might have overpaid for John Ross too, so, you know. Uh, hey, you win yeah. some and you lose some. Exactly. At least you have this victory over Paul, and you made him look yeah. like a fool this week, Yeah. which is always a nice – gives you that nice, warm, fuzzy feeling inside. Especially because Paul picked up all this web with his trades. It's like, okay, you better use it on these stars, Paul. That's what it's there for, and then he underutilized it. You know, it's uh, – he kind of he kind of dropped the ball on that one. He's uh, he's very much a wild card. You never know what he's going to do. Yeah. Uh, I, speaking of overpaying, I also felt like I overpaid a little bit. I bid fifty seven on Malcolm Brown. Ended up getting him. I thought he was going to be in more in demand, but um, I guess people didn't look at him the way that I viewed him. I saw him as a guy who got goal line work. I saw him as a guy who is going to be involved in that offense because of how they're managing Todd Gurley with his knee. Uh, honestly, I don't know if Todd Gurley is ever going to be the same again. And I just couldn't pass up a player like Malcolm Brown, who could, especially maybe in the end of the year, really do some great things on someone's uh, roster. Yeah, no, I thought it was a good pickup. Uh, definitely going to be a productive player. If Gurley gets injured again, then you're golden. And as far as how much Wappy bid, I'm sure West bid 56, just didn't want to admit it. But even if you <laughs> did overpay for him, it's just Wab. It is. You know what? I, I too, am like you. I like to play with no web. Get in yeah. there while everyone's asleep, see what I can yeah. pick up for free. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's almost one of my favorite parts of playing fantasy football. Yeah. Uh, let's get to, through some of these other waiver wires. Uh, Nestor, I feel like he's tilting on running back because he picked up Chris Thompson and Giovanni Bernard. Uh, mm -hmm. Both running back three, but with opportunity in the next few weeks. Uh, do you think he is? feeling not good about his running backs he's got uh chris carson and james white um yeah. not too bad not too shabby yeah i'm not sure i thought these were good pickups um also again i don't think you bid too much web no big deal whatever yeah. um yeah maybe he just needs a little more depth at running back maybe he's the guy i gotta shot my wide receivers too i haven't sent him any trade offers yet at least but not that i can not, not in the past couple of days so uh, that's a good idea there you go man so, yeah. podcast is bringing us together yeah. So anyway, good pickups, Nestor. Let's see if we can work out a deal here uh, that will help us both. Yo, hit him up, Nestor. Hit him up. Mm -hmm. uh, Terry McLaurin, that's a player that I took, rookie for the uh, for Washington. Bid 17 lab on him. I thought it was worth it. It wasn't too much. He, here's a player who saw 93% of his target share. Uh, that's crazy amount. And, you know, for me, it's always about volume. Uh, red uh, red zone targets. Those are some of the most important things to me. And Terry McLaurin just checks all the all the boxes. He plays the X receiver role. And if some of you remember last year with the Broncos, uh, Keenum targeted the X receiver, which was Emmanuel Sanders, more than any any other receiver. Uh, so I like that connection. Plus, if Keenum is benched for some other reason uh, to put in Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne and Terry actually played together in college, so they already have a connection. Uh, I just yeah. see a lot of upside with this guy. Felt like I had to go and get him. Yeah, definitely a lot of upside and a relatively small amount of WAB, which is still just WAB, so another yeah. pretty good pickup. And let's talk about the worst pickup. It's got to be Paul picking up. <laughs> it's the Constellation Prize, Danny Amendola. Yeah. 
Uh, all that, wow, you had all this all lab to did. work with, and that's all you got. Oh, man, Paul. Hey, look, Danny Amendola is a great player, and Matthew Stafford has the potential to be a good quarterback throwing to him. So let's see what happens. You know what? He might fill that Golden Tate role uh, in that offense. So maybe it's yeah. a good pickup. We don't know. Could be. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Yeah, that was the waiver wire, guys. Now we have a new segment that Hogan's going to introduce. Uh, it's a special segment, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Here we go. Yes. So, guys, let's talk about the LPOQ Plus community. Now, we all know what the LPOQ Plus community is. The LPOQ Plus community is that marginalized group of tragic victims of fantasy football injuries. So if you look at the injury report, you'll see everyone has at least one or two players on that report named. But who are the guys who are really hurting and have really been disenfranchised by this tragic injustice? Well, I'd say there's two people in the LPOQ Plus community right now, and that would be Corbin and Paul. Paul has got Lamar Miller, who was injured before the season even started, and he was the first running back Paul drafted. But that doesn't say much because Paul's draft was a little wide receiver heavy. Uh, but still, it was he took him early in the sixth round, and that was pretty much the right spot to take him. And he gets injured before the season even starts. Then Paul has Tyreek Hill go down to injury. Uh, I think it was early in the game, at least early as far as Tyreek Hill's point total went. So I okay. got another call there. Yeah, uh, no sorry, problem. I had another call there. And um, so, yeah, Paul's definitely hurting. He's also – didn't he also have Funches too? He did have Funches, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Paul is really hurting injury-wise compared to the rest of us. Uh, fortunately for him and for Corbin, it's only three players so far. Corbin also has a couple players in the injury report. Uh, Hunter Henry, his tight end, is injured. Uh, his backup tight end, Greg Olson, might also be injured. It's iffy if he's going to play or not this week. And then this I guy, they, I think they yeah. said he's going to play tonight. Okay, Mo, or, yeah, most likely he's going to play. Still on the report, still not a hundred percent. And then this guy technically isn't injured, although I guess technically he is injured, which is the reason why he did this. Uh, Corbin drafted Andrew Luck, maybe took him a little too early, but then as we all know, what happened there. So. Yeah, Members of the LPOQ Plus community, which I forgot to mention, Eric Miller has never been a part of this community. Uh, the current members of the LPOQ Plus community are Paul McGovern and Corbin. You guys have the right to bitch about injuries. Everyone else needs to shut the fuck up. What's Corbin's last name? I keep on wanting to say Corbin Dallas, but I know it's from Fifth Element. Yeah, that's I want to say too, but again, <laughs> it's from the Fifth Element. So. You know what, Corbin, your new last name is Dallas. So Yeah, we're just going to call you name. Dallas, yeah. All right, guys, that was uh, Hogan's segment. I'm going to go ahead and bring on our special guest. While I do that, Hogan has some sports news he wants to talk to you about. Uh, so, Hogan, whenever you're ready, take it away. Thank you, Lucian. All right, here are some headlines from the sports world. Following their victory at the 2019 Little League World Series, the East Bank Little League team of River Ridge, Louisiana, has filed a lawsuit with Little League Baseball and Major League Baseball demanding equal pay. The lawsuit states that East Bank is playing the same game as Major League Baseball, Therefore, they should be paid the same. The defendants filed a motion to dismiss, stating that ratings and revenue are significantly lower in Little League Baseball than they are in Major League Baseball. East Bank countered, saying, that hasn't stopped the women's national soccer team in America. A federal judge concurred and denied the defendants' motion to dismiss. In other sporting news, Colin Kaepernick claims to still want to play professional football. As you all remember, Kaepernick was offered a job to play professional football in February, but turned it down. Kaepernick has stated he turned this down not because he didn't want to play, but because he wanted $20 million. In Kaepernick's six-year tenure in the NFL, he made zero Pro Bowls. 
In a league where more than two-thirds of starting quarterbacks have made at least one Pro Bowl in their career, the only explainable reason why owners and GMs would not want to pay $20 million for a quarterback who's made zero Pro Bowls is collusion and blackballing. And those are our sports headlines. Now let's hear from our uh, special guest. All right, right. guys. We got our special guest here. It's uh, none other than the trade guru himself, Mr. Miner. Miner. How are you doing, man? What's going on, fellas? Hey, I'm doing good, guys. How are you? Good day. Doing pretty good. Um, Hogan, you, I'm not sir. talking to you. That's Sorry? Fine. <laughs> I was like, Hogan, I'm not talking to you because, you know, he beat me last week. Oh, he yes. Uh, well, <laughs> speaking of beating you last week, how did that feel oh, just shit. to get wasted, just to get pummeled by Hogan? Yeah, man, it was not a good feeling, you know. I did not. I did not expect that, so uh, you know, kudos to to Hogan for whooping my ass pretty soundly. Thank you. The thank worst you. part, the worst part about that defeat is I was like, you know, whenever you make a trade, you hope that you hope that you do the right thing, and then you you look back on it as it's it's uh, going on the next week. You look at the players you traded and how they did. So no matter what I would have done, what trades I would have made with all the players I moved around, no matter what, I would have lost to Hogan that week. So. At least there's that, you know, no matter what the fuck I did, I was a lot. So. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what you did because you made, you made three trades. There's only six trades so far and you made three of them. Uh, yeah. We talked about it a little bit, that. but, but uh, why don't you walk us through some of your trades? What, what was your thought process going into your, your trades this week? Well, you know, my thought process was get this shit out of the way early, you know, let's just, let's just get it all out of the way right now. Um, it was a long like the last two weeks before the league or before the games actually started, I should say, were like really long. So it felt like the whole season had gone by, and I was like, dude, I haven't made a trade yet. It's been like two weeks. You got so, an itchy trigger finger. You had to do something. Yeah, man. And you know what? Honestly, like I was looking through the trades and um, you know, just what I did. I thought I made some pretty good moves there at the time. In retrospect. Maybe next time it's better to let them play a week, but uh, but yeah, I mean, there's been six trades so far. You're right. I was trying to see if I missed some, but I think I made a trade with you, Lucian. Yeah, that was um, the first trade of the uh, of the year. But so we got it off. We got it off to a good start. You know, I thought um, at the time Josh Gordon. You know, I was like, okay, I'm feeling pretty good about the Josh Gordon and. I'm a carry on Johnson fan. I don't know why I like the guy. I'm just always high on him. And um, maybe I was a little high too um, when we made the trade. <laughs> just kidding. I don't partake. But um, no. yeah, and I'm not a big guy on Juju. Like for some reason, I just didn't have a good feeling about Juju. So I was cool with making that trade with the 25 lab in there. So far, I mean, neither one of us has won from that trade, right? Juju had a shit week. Carry on Johnson had a shit week. In fact, the best player last week in that trade was uh, Josh Gordon. So, mm. go figure. It's yeah, true. but I do I do want to go back to it. You're not a big fan of Juju, but you took him mm. with the second pick overall of the – sorry, <laughs> I should say overall. Your second pick overall, and it was the second pick yeah. of the second round. That's early second round. You took someone you're not a fan of. Yeah, so what I was thinking at the time is, like, I wasn't really a big fan of the other receivers that were there, right? So, to me – um, I felt that I had a bigger need when I was looking at my team at, at running back than I did at um, at receiver. Like I thought with 
at the time, I think I still had Cook. Yeah. So I had Cooks on my team. I was like, okay, I'm going to have Cooks, Josh Gordon. No, you, had, you drafted Cooks later. You drafted Juju second. But Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, you're not – I mean, come on, man. Just because I'm not a big fan of Juju doesn't mean I'm crazy. I mean, of okay. course, he's still going to be a high-end receiver. I just have some doubts about, you know, how high I picked him or how high people are on him. Um, mm-hmm. But I figured you know for me, I value on Johnson a lot, and I liked the upside at the time of John yeah. Gordon before Antonio Brown became a Patriot, you know, so. Yeah. Um, All these trades, they don't matter because the only trade that does matter is you getting Saquon Barkley from Wes. Yeah. That yeah, was, dude. Like, how did I mean, come feel? on. Did he propose it great. to you? Did you propose it to him? I mean, how did this whole thing work out? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man, because uh, I'm always texting Wes or Skyping about um or same timing right? him You're same yeah timing, yeah, right? yeah same time yeah um about hey let's make a deal let's make a deal so you know like i said these freaking long off seasons right um yeah but uh i don't know it just kind of happened i wasn't really looking to move chubb because i'm a i'm a chubb fan you know i'm a chubby chaser i guess you could say <laughs> um but uh you know, when you're talking about Saquon Barkley, man, like, you, you kind of got to make it happen. I don't feel like I gave up a ton to get him. Like, I had to give up, like, um, what did I give up? Cooks and Chubb to get Saquon. And Corey and Davis, both, another piece of shit right last, now. But, yeah, you know. well, don't worry yeah, about Corey yeah. Davis because Chubb and Cooks both sucked last week. So, you come yeah. out looking like a genius here, so. Yeah, and, you know, let me let me say this, like, with all these trades, like, I think it's been a weird start to the season. Like people are kind of freaking out um, a little bit too much about one week, right? Like meanwhile, you know, the savvy guys like me are sitting back and not making trades after week one, right? Because you don't want to overreact to week one. You don't want to overreact just, to nothing. Right? Yeah, exactly. No, overreact to nothing, but don't overreact to week one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I thought it was. I mean, it was really a weird week. Like I don't think we need to. You know, like, for example, I got John Brown on my bench, like, going off for 23 points, EJ Chark for 24 points. Um, I think, you know, it was just a really weird week. Like, none of the studs really played very well. You had Devontae Adams having a shit week. Um, you know, Juju had a kind of a poor showing. Yeah. Um, there was a ton of players like that. Chubb had a poor week. There's so many, like, players that you were expecting to do very well just had shit, shit weeks and had all these guys kind of coming out of nowhere. As far as receivers, um, you know, did you expect Sammy Watkins was going to get 40 points or 44 points or whatever he did? I mean, it's just – it's crazy, man. It was a, a real weird week. Um, I guess good week to make trades, like, um, uh, on the subject of trades. I thought I thought Wes um, did pretty good on that trade. Like, I feel like he sold – T.Y. at his peak, um, for sure. You know, he had yeah. a really good week. He did, yeah. Um, and he netted Odell Beckham, who had a bad week. But, I mean, I have ODP as probably finishing in the top three to five receivers. And, I mean, for sure, I mean, he's going to finish in that range by the end of the year. So, I felt he netted a really, really solid receiver. He even got Marvin Jones in that trade, too. Well, I feel, you know, he didn't have the best week last week, but he wasn't awful, um, and he was like I think four reception on four targets. Um, he's a pretty solid player. So if you look at it, he gave up AJ Green and uh, Ty Hilton 
for Marvin Jones and uh, Odell Beckham. And he threw in Sutton in there, but I mean, I think he's getting more from Marvin Jones than Eric is from Sutton. Much more. And then, yeah, and then A.J. Green is like, okay, A.J. Green, first of all, I'm a huge A.J. Green fan. Like, I've had him on my fantasy teams every freaking year. This is the first year I have no A.J. Um, but he's a question mark. You didn't have he's him last hurt. year. Or you might have traded me for him last year, but yeah. Yeah, well... I mean, not that I'm talking about other leagues, right? But this is a podcast. This is in the chat. But usually I'll have them. <laughs> You're saying uh, one okay. or two leagues. Some right? Leagues. It's the yeah, same. Yeah. All right, good, good. So I thought the call was going to drop right now or something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll man. usually have them in one or two or all my leagues. And this year I have no AJ. And um, I think it's because, you know, I would have been happy to take them in the later, later rounds. But the opportunity didn't fall to me. But, I mean, he's out what? You know, we don't know how long he's going to be out, you know. So, he's a huge yeah. question mark. How's he going to look when he comes back? Like, by then, has John Ross actually established himself? Which I don't think he will, but there's a chance. Tyler Boyd's pretty good. Like, he's not going to be the same A.J. Green, for sure. I don't I don't think anybody thinks that. Yeah. So, well, um, you know what? I, I, I don't want to cut you off here, Minor, but I think we've talked yeah. about Wes's team enough. Um, yeah, can't bring yeah. anyone, any of our listeners, any joy or pleasure talking about sure. this man's team this much. Yeah, if you talk to many more if you talk to many more you're gonna push everyone to his branch and the DDA thon so nobody wants right? that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not at all, man. But you know what, let's let's get into what we're all here for. We're talking about week two predictions. Uh just to give you a recap, last week Wes and I both tied for only three right predictions and Hogan became the second person in history to get all seven predictions right. Oh uh, yeah, you've got uh, you're off to uh, you, you got to get seven basically to uh, to help the guests win this uh, prediction battle this week. So hopefully you predict yeah. the right teams, uh, but we'll have to see where that goes. Okay. Yeah, I mean um, for me, victory is always if I beat Wes. So you know, if I get four right, then I'm in good shape. Then. Yeah, just got to beat Wes, which uh, which yeah. won't be too hard. Okay, we're gonna start things off with the game of the week this week. Uh, I picked Bama Joe versus Holding Your Money. This is the only game this week where two uh, winners are facing off each- against each other. Damn. Um, let's take it away, Hogan. I want to hear your thoughts. Who do you think Scott's game and why? Well, I mean, my my first thought is uh, let's go Bama Joe because um, they're to make the offs and everything. And looking at the lineups, I've got to say, again, Bama Joe. You've got Mahomes versus Wilson first off, and I guess Mahomes wins that battle. But going down the line, and I won't bore I won't bore everyone with the details, but I think Bama Joe wins every other battle here. You got Julio Jones, who didn't do too well, and you got Sammy Watkins, who's doing great. Tyreek Hill, could, his injury could hurt him a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I say Bama Joe takes this one. Yeah. And, Minor, what about you? There's a lot of Kansas City Chiefs in this game, man. Did you guys see that? There's there like are, four or five yeah. players. What's going on here? Both sides, yeah. Bandwagon so, fans, probably. Yeah, at least we'll know after that game's over who's winning. Um, but, man, I've been back and forth with this one. Uh, Hogan, you picked Bama Joe, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Shit. I'm going to go with Nestor. Um, bias. It's hard to root against bias. Mahomes, man. Yeah, he's got Mahomes on there, right? So He has Mahomes on there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Nestor. doing that. anything on this team, though. Right? Yeah, but that's like 50 points right there. So I'll go, I'm going to go with Nestor on this one, man. I, I don't know. Just 
Yeah, it's okay. very close. I, I scratched it off like three times on my list here, and I was like, I think Bama and Nestor, but I'll go with Nestor. All right. Uh, I'm also going with Joe. I think he's one sneaky Alabamian, and uh, he's going to take take the win in this game because um, he's some kind of drifter. We don't know who he is. He's a mystery, an enigma, and uh, yeah. He is. This leads us to our meh game of the week. It's two losers, not in real life, just in fantasy football. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, and that is the uh, the Quanvix versus the Catalina, uh, Catalina Wine Mixing, uh, Mr. Chad versus Mr. Miner. Uh, Miner, let's talk about it. This is your matchup. How are you feeling? Are you nervous? Are you excited? What's going through your mind? I'm not extremely nervous. Um, I, I see why it's the meh. Um, I'll go. I'll go with me on this one, man. Um, I don't want to say why exactly, because then Chad might make some changes to his lineup. But <laughs> I'm going with me. So you're saying it's his. You're base. You're basing it on who's who is lining up against you. Yeah, pretty much. That's, okay. Let's well, go with Chad, that. there you go, man. Set your lineup. Minor things. Are weak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just don't trade with him, and you should be good. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's going to be trading with Chad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hogan, who do you think wins this one? I'm taking Miner. Uh, Miner had a decent first week. His team's looking even better now with Saquon. Or sorry, he had Saquon going into that game, but I mean, he, he, his moves haven't been all terrible. Uh, Saquon might break out and put up a 40 this week or something. Uh, Jared Goff. God, I wish that grudge match between the Saints and Rams was in New Orleans. Oh, that would be so much sweeter. But whatever, it is what it is. Either way, sorry, Chad, you're getting gutted. Uh, you might hang a goose egg on us this season at the rate you're going, so I'm going with Miner. Yeah, and I'm also going with Miner, so that's uh, clear consensus across the board. I'm going yeah. with Miner. Uh, Chad, you put up 69 last week. I hope you put up 69 again this week just because it would be funny. 69. <laughs> <Okay>. Chad likes <laughs> Sexcalade. That's why they call him the Sexcalade. <laughs> This is true. Uh, next matchup, we have Pop, Lockett, Drop It versus the Jean-Luc Picards. This is my matchup. And I got to say, I'm going with Jason this week. The dude's Fuck. powerhouse. Uh, my team, although I was proud of my guys, I still need to see some more. And uh, Jason just showed it last week. He's he's the, the guy to beat, I think. So uh, that's why I'm picking him. And you guys, I'm sure you feel the same way. But let's hear it. Hogan, what do you, what do you think about this matchup? I just want to triple check this. You're betting against yourself. Uh, yes, I am. Mm. I uh, this matchup and next week I have you. Uh, I think there's going to be some tough battles, but after that, I think my schedule clears up. Yeah, <laughs> your schedule clears up. It's like you're available <laughs> or something. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. No, I also agree. Uh, I think Jason's going to win. Jason is in first place right now for a reason. You do have a good team, Lucian, but I don't think it's going to be good enough. Fair enough. Uh, Minor, what are your thoughts? Yeah, man. Sorry. I'm going with Jason, dude. Just, uh, well, good. Don't be sorry, man. You're not hurting my feelings. I'm, yeah. I'm okay, McCaffrey's man. a baller, dude. I mean, shit. He might yeah. be the best back in the league, unfortunately. I offered Jason an arm and a leg earlier for McCaffrey. He didn't take it. And then I sent him a you direct message. You should have thrown in the third leg, man. I should have. And then I. 200 web. Yeah, well, I only have 39. Um, and then I sent him a direct message on GroupMe saying who he wanted for Fournette. I'm saying, okay, forget McCaffrey. He's obviously untouchable. I understand. He didn't even respond. So I don't, I don't know what's going on with Jason. But, yeah. Giving you the cold shoulder. Well, he might just not even 
have GroupMe still on his phone is what I'm guessing. Oh, well, that sucks. Get GroupMe, Jason, because if you're not part of the group, then what are you doing here? Yeah, Jason. Take some trades. Give me McCaffrey. No, fine. I'll take Fournette. <laughs> okay, our next matchup might be my favorite matchup of the week. It is Tyreek and Night Live versus Paul will never own the trophy. It's the hero versus the villain, but which is which? Paul and Wes, we don't know. Uh, Miner, who do you think wins this week? Yeah, I agree, man. I'm looking forward to this one. Um, ah, fuck, I hate saying this, but yeah, I got to go with Wes, man. Fucking asshole. <laughs> it's all right. It's, it's a disgusting, terrible thing to say, but sometimes it needs to be said. Uh, Hogan, <laughs> what about you? Are you in agreement with Miner? No, not at all. I'm going with yeah, Paul this okay. week. Okay, okay. Um, uh, Thomas over here. Cam Newton is Cam Newton's going to do much better than he did last week. But Wes is starting Chubb and Beckham, and it is possible, and does happen when a running back and wide receiver both put up huge numbers together. But it's highly unlikely they're both projected to put up over ten points. I'm betting neither one of them puts up over ten points, and certainly not both. Yeah. So I mean, Wes has some problems on his roster. Problems in his head, and he's just going down this week. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I can't knock him for that because I'm also starting a wide receiver and running back on the same team. And uh, I happen to be on the opposite end. I think uh, Cleveland's going to bounce back this week, at least show up better than they did last week because last week was pretty poor. And yeah. I'm going to go with Wes on this one just because um, a lot of injuries on, on Paul's team um, kind of has a ragtag group right now. And I still need to see more from him. So okay. that's why I pick West. And I'll right. Paul. Oh, uh, wow. Next matchup, Sunny Bunches of Goats versus Fuck US. Petey versus Eric. Um, I'll start off this one. I say Petey wins. Um, it wasn't looking good for Eric starting off, and then he made that trade with West, and I think it looks even worse. So uh, that's why I pick Petey. What about you guys? What do you think, Miner? Yeah, I'm going with Petey too, man. Um, I don't know what's going on with Eric, man. I mean, I did not like his trade, but it's the it's yeah. the three time champ blues. Even even with that dude, I mean Dalvin Cook balled out and I think he's gonna be really, really good this year, so I gotta get it to Petey. Um yeah. for sure. Okay. Uh Hogan, what about you? I agree. Uh I concur. It's all Petey here. Um the only thing is Breeze is on the road, but uh I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers at home against Minnesota. He couldn't do shit at home last week. Minnesota's defense might even be better. Uh, the rest of his lineup doesn't look great. And then the Patriots' defense is going to run train on Miami. So it's all PG this week. Now, I just hope it doesn't turn out like the Chicago and Green Bay game where it's just like 10 to 3. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I just add in one more thing, fellas? Yeah. When you look at, when you look at Eric's roster, tell me one guy that you're afraid to, to play against that week. Uh, that's a great way to put it. Like yeah. that's the only team I look at where I'm not like, oh shit, I'm going up against this guy. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah, not that like, one would, guy that I you're scared of. I would love to have that guy on my team, but no, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm still worried about Gurley. I think Devontae Freeman will bounce back, but well, uh, well Aaron Rodgers back up. Just... You, you, Lucian, you, you put up how much on Malcolm Brown, and you're worried about Gurley. I said I, I said I'm I'm worried about Gary playing. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well. Yeah, I'm I'm worried. But you, but you get my point, right? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean I I'm sure Eric is freaking out about Gurley right now. Yeah. 
or at least trying to hold on to some kind of hope that'll turn things around. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah, it looks like we're all in PD. Uh, next matchup, we have Robbie versus Thomas. This might be, uh, we talked about this earlier. Thomas might be the worst uh, name in the game. I put here, carry on my wayward season versus listen, y'all. It's most annoying name in the league. Well, and and what's up with Robbie? I thought he listened to the podcast and heard, dude, you got to change your name. Carry on's not in the team anymore. So what the hell is this? You know what? I just chalked this up to Robbie being too high to really care about it. <laughs> it could be. And too busy with so many other plans going on. He's getting married next month, so we'll cut yeah. him a little slack. Yeah, I guess. Just a little. But you better just hurry up little. to get married and get back to fantasy. Yeah. Uh, but so this matchup, uh, Hogan, who you got this week? Well, let's see. I, I'm taking a closer look. Oh, my God, Robbie. <laughs> Robbie, dude. He's benching Lamar Jackson because they're playing the Cardinals. Because they're playing. You would start him. You would, but remember his fiance is a Cardinals fan. Robbie, what are you doing? You still might win this one, but I got to take a closer look now. Somebody else take this pick. I can't take this pick first. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I'll take it. I pick Robbie. There's no way Thomas is going to (laughs) win. Sorry, Thomas. Uh, Minor, do you agree or do you Mm. think Thomas can pull this one out? No, I mean, I think I got time now fucking with you, man. Bobby, dude. <laughs> Sorry, Thomas. I didn't mean to sound like that, man. <laughs> but, you, you know man. what? Hey, dude, Robbie had the big balls move of the week, right? Did he, is he the guy that started Lamar Jackson last week? Yeah, and now he's benching him, even though they're playing the he's, goddamn Cardinals. Yeah. Dude, is it me or is he, is he not on his roster anymore? Or what the fuck? Yeah, maybe his fiance is running his roster. I got a picture that could Ooh. prove it possibly from the draft. She did, when she yeah. did draft a lot. Yeah, she's yeah. very involved. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Uh, all right, so mine and I are both for Robbie Hogan. You got It's time. You got to pick. You got said. Well, Thomas does have some upside here. Baker Mayfield could bounce back. He's starting or at this point, Sanu, and if Robbie's starting him, then every time Ryan goes to Sanu, that's just points for Thomas and big ups. And uh, Cooper Cup could have a better week. Zach Ertz could have a you know a thirty point week. I'm saying Robbie uh, by I'm I got, yeah I got I got to concur with you guys. So I say it's Robbie by a nose. Robbie by a nose. Okay. Uh, sorry, Thomas. Zero and two. You know what? You can still make the playoffs. It's not over. You don't need to tank. Make some fucking um, trades. Yeah, man. Get on it. If you're not trading, you're not trying. <laughs> yeah. And that brings us to our last matchup of the week. It is our very own Hogan, Wes's stepfather, versus Corbin, Los Demons. Uh, I'll start this off. Hogan, I have you winning this game. Uh, it might be yeah. close. It might be close, but uh, uh, Corbin has taken some injuries. Uh, Hunter Henry, earlier today, just uh, he had a broken bone, so he'll be out. And then he's backup, oh, yeah. his backup tight end, uh, Greg Olson, who is questionable to play as well. So he might be scrambling here, um, and I think you're going to take advantage of it and win the Shit, and I, and I forgot about that, and we had some technical difficulties earlier. It's possible some early segments didn't get recorded. But uh, sorry, Corbin, I forgot to mention you as part of the LPOQ Plus community. You are a marginalized, tragic victim. So, yeah, but I'm Welcome. thinking you and Paul too. can uh, can uh, yeah, hang you, out together. You, yeah, you can bitch about uh, injuries and everyone else can just shut the fuck up. Uh, but yeah, I'm taking myself. 
I'm thinking myself this week too, of course. Uh, you know, got to be overly confident, and my team is far superior. So suck on that, Corbin. <laughs> All right, Miner, you're the last pick. Who do you say? Who's got this one? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Hogan too, man. All right, yep. three for three. All right, guys, that was week two. Uh, I think we got some good predictions here. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of good battles. Um, and I guess that's the end of the podcast. Is there anything you guys like to say? Minor, special guest, trade extraordinaire. How do you feel? Wes, uh, just, he just tied you for most trades, so we can't call you the uh, the trade godfather. Oh, God damn it. Well, I'll make a trade um, hopefully before the end of this podcast. Let me just hit send here. <laughs> No, um, no, it's a really good league, man. I love this league. You can't, you can't, you can't take one. That's the one thing I'm not doing this year. I'm not trading take one, but it's a really good league, man. Uh, lots of movement going on. So I appreciate the podcast. You guys taking the time to do this every week. So thanks to you and, uh, and Hogan for doing that. And, uh, thanks for having me on, man. I'll, I'll see, uh, I'll see probably one of you in the playoffs, and I'm not going to say who I'm not saying, but. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all yeah. right. All right. Uh, you're trash talking out now. Yeah. Hopefully it's a better week two than uh, than week one for for all of us, uh, especially for me and you, Lucian, because uh, week oh, one is shit. Need Definitely yeah. needed. Hogan, any parting words? Uh, thanks, Mina, for being a great guest. Thanks also for being a great opponent last week. We all appreciated that. And uh, I hate you all. Thank you all, guys. Good luck this week.